Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Today, I, I do have some scriptures that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want us to read and then, um, and we will get into it. We've been in a series called We Are the Church. Uh, how many has been enjoying this this month? Amen. A summer series. Uh, we Are the Church, talking about, you know, vision and direction of where our ministry is headed and what God is doing. And last week I kind of went, talked about us as individuals being the church and how we have treasure. And we also have trials. And so if you haven't heard that message, go to our podcast and and listen to that message. Today is going to really be all about the building and where we are and and how this new building is going to help us make a difference in our community. So I want to bring you up to to speed on that. Acts chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, is the early church. And I want to read a couple verses here. And uh, can we stand real quick as we do here, kind of our tradition as we do, is we honor the Word of God. I believe in honoring that book that we have in our, our Bibles. In Acts chapter 2, this is the early church, and let's start reading in verse 40. This is, this is what happened in the first century, brand new, first church uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Jesus rose on Sunday, so then the Jewish people begin to change their practice of the, of the Sabbath uh, from Saturday to Sunday, and on the first day of the week, they would gather uh, to give it to God. How I many know oh, God likes to be first? And so that's what we're continuing to do today on the first day of the week. Uh, we are starting this week off today. Monday is not the first day of the week. Sunday is. Amen? And so, anyway, verse 40, it says, And with many other words, he, this is a Peter that, that he's, uh, Luke is talking about, he testified and um, exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse or crooked generation. Then those who gladly received his word. How I many you know not everyone receives the word gladly? But those that do receive the word gladly, they were baptized. And on that day, about 3,000 souls were added to the church. How about that? Church growth 101. Amen. 3,000 people were added. Good-looking group, by the way, at 9.30. Amen. In the July. You guys are looking good. Thank you, Jesus. And they continued. This is big. They continued. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching or doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread, which means communion, but it also means meals. They ate meals together. And they did this. And in prayers. That's good stuff right there. Verse 43, then fear came upon every soul. That's fear of the Lord. What Pastor Jeff Bonzelar, if you saw him in the video, that's what he ministered on at the church picnic about having a healthy fear of God and how it's important uh, to have a, a fear of the Lord. And so they begin to have a fear of God and watch what happened. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and they had all things in common. Watch this. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided the money among them so as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, life groups, they ate their bread, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Man, I love that. Praising God and having favor with all the people 
and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Come on, let's just say our mission statement again today. I am the church. I am called to represent Christ and influence others. I'm called to make a difference. I'm called to love God because I am. Amen. You may be seated. Church, individual churches. Amen. So I want to bring you up to, up to uh, speed on where we are. Good looking group, as I said, amen, in July and being in the house of God. And so this is what we're doing. We've been talking about a building program for, for years. Ever since we came here, we looked at this and said, this is not big enough for what God wants to do. We just had that much vision and, in our hearts. And I say we, I mean, my mom and dad, our families came in 2002. And so we kicked off the building fund probably the first time in 04, 05, somewhere like that. And began that we wanted to build in a classroom space. We, we tried all many different things. Uh, now we've got some prints made up, and they're in the foyer on this side. And I was just showing it in, uh, somebody at the graduation service that Steve mentioned Sunday night. It looked like a, this place was packed, and it was so awesome. Some families came who don't even have children in our kids' program. They just came. One of them I met in the foyer and was explaining the building program, and he was just so excited to be a part of it and uh, to see what God is doing. So... Um, this is what we got going so far. Go ahead and, and show that. Let me show you the physical side of it, and then we're going to get in and show you the spiritual side. So here's the, the rendering of what the building's going to look. We're right here in this little part. <laughs> this is us. We're actually right here with this. I'm standing right underneath that arrow. This is all new with a little portico, and I still don't know whose yellow truck that is, but amen, that's cool. And there it is. Okay. <laughs> Go to the next one. Well, right here, this is the driveway we, may, we mainly come in. Okay, this is now the sidewalk, this part right here that you park your cars and we walk through the sidewalk. We used to have hedges right here. Okay, that's where that is. That little door is right here. Uh, and this is the new sanctuary. It's not really going to look like this. He made it to look a lot like this one. It's going to be more of an industrial look. Um, so it's going to look different than what it is here. We are going to put chairs this holds 282 chairs, and here is the new sanctuary, uh, and the new stage, big, nice stage, and that's how that is. Go to the next one. Water baptism there, amen. Is there another one? It's coming. Just hold on to it. And this is really the drawing, the overlay. Okay, okay, did you have the other, dra other drawings of the older building? This is the new one. Yep. Okay, this is the existing parking lot right here. So the parking lot will have to be doubled. So what we did is we met with Wayne County last Tuesday, very nice people down there. And he, he, uh, he informed us, looked at our prints and said, good news or bad news? Uh, bad news is you do not have an existing drainage system already in place. The rain comes to the building right here and water drains off. The whole parking lot is pitched to drain into this ditch. So he said, I can't tell you to improve a system because you have no system. Bad news, that's that. Good news, he says, that uh, I recommend which, which is the least expensive uh, system to put in, and that's a bioretention pond. So we have to put in a bioretention pond. It's not the kind with the fountain, it's the kind with the plants. It looks like a garden plant uh, or a big garden when you see it. And so we use this space here for our picnic and our harvest festival and stuff. And so we asked, can we divide the bioretention 
pond up in different places? He said, yes. So we are in the middle of doing that right now. Brother Frank Finber is, was there and uh, was such a blessing. He was you know, asking the guy, can we do this ourselves without hiring an engineer? And uh, he was like, well, and then Frank explained, we want to do the preliminaries ourselves. And he says, yeah, absolutely. I'll let you guys do that. Someone say favor. Amen. Saved us some money from hiring an engineer to do this. We can do this ourselves. And we got in this, we got many guys who work in and, and got some experience in the drainage parking lot business and stuff like that. And by the way, our architect, he says, I hope you know some parking lot guys. <laughs> and uh, I told Robert George that the other night, he started cracking up. Uh, anyway, we have, we have several. Anyway, okay, so there's where we are with that. Okay, now, the, the only thing is that the new sanctuary holds about 282. We're already at 80% of that. And so I'm, <laughs> it's a good problem. Uh, they tell me it's a good problem, but I just hear problem because it is. And uh, I, I love the two services. Many of you tell me how much you love the two services, but it's a lot on us volunteers, amen? And it's a lot on us who, who do this. So it would be nice, and, and those of uh, that work on, on this day, uh, I love it and I thank God for it. Uh, but we would love to go back to one big service, amen? That that's would really, I mean, one really good service, amen? Let the Spirit of God flow, no time restrictions, just, just boom, boom, boom. So that's the idea. So I told our contractor, I said, instead of making the sanctuary to hold 282, because we're almost at that now, um, can we expand it a little bit more? So he gave me a 3-foot, 5-foot, and 10-foot uh, example. And the 10-foot, go ahead and, and put that on there. That's that first slide you had, Amber, that had the, uh, yep, this is the new sanctuary as of Friday. This holds almost 400 in the sanctuary, 380, amen, yeah. Look at that stage, hallelujah. I can do cartwheels, y'all, amen. I can move, we can have some, some folks up here, and, and uh, yes. So let me just walk you through, you will enter into this area, bathrooms, hallelujah, nice. Big bathrooms, amen. Can we give it up for the bathrooms, amen. So you got a closet room and things like this. Um, this is a cafe, which I am going to talk more about it in my message, but he stretched this cafe area. Instead of just having a little coffee, we're going to have a cafe, man, amen. He, and I told him about the vision, which I'm going to share with you during, during the message, because we don't just like coffee, even though coffee's from the Lord. We, we fellowship with purpose, and our, this is actually going to be a ministry that we're going to offer to the community, and I'll tell you more about that, but look how big that is. We can also have meetings into this. I love what Felicia said. We can have River Kids meeting today in the cafe after the morning service. Amen. And so you would get your coffee on Sunday morning. You'd come through here, and you can go down the corridor. You'd check your kid. This part is not on here yet, but you check your kids in, in this door right here. This door will be widened. You'd come in. And we'd have the nursery here. This is River Kids on Sunday. You get all this, amen, and be able to have church. And, and so upstairs will become offices. Downstairs will become classrooms. The center area where the River Kids are right now will be split into two classrooms. The kitchen will be a big classroom because the kitchen is actually coming up here. And... Um, Classrooms will be portable. They go against the side of the wall. So on Wednesday nights and on when we have our uh, school of ministry, which I'm going to talk about also today, pull those out. We have, I think, 11 nice, spacious classrooms in Jesus' name. Amen. But look at all that space. Yeah. 
This little area here is going to be like a cafe seating area. So when you walk out today to go to your cars, look into these little places where the bushes used to be. And if you can just visualize little cafe chairs and, and a table set up right there with nice skylights and windows coming in to hang out before and after church. You can actually do life, a life group out there as well. And so that's, that's all what's happening there in Jesus' name. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Uh, what are what other uh, go to the parking lot again? Do you have yet? Yeah, scroll down. Now this is where we are. Because of the space, we had to add 19 more parking spots, and we are real close to this ditch. We do not want to cross the ditch. He said, if you cross that ditch, the environmentalist people will come after you. He said, in Wayne County, and they said, please don't, don't go past that ditch because the laws get so hard. We cannot close the ditch. We wanted to close the ditch and put piping in there. He said, no, they won't let you do that. Wayne County don't mind it, but these other folks would not. Uh, let us do it. It's the ET, EQT, whoever they are, environmentalist people. So amen. We're going to stay away from them. Uh, we're just going to have a problem trying to fit all this parking. So we thought about putting some parking here, uh, some bioretention ponds up as well up here. So we've got to get creative. This is where we are right now, drawing these plans up. Then we, our next step is to go to Wayne County. They like what we drew. They will say, yes, you're approved. Then we go hire an engineer. He comes, puts a stamp on it. He gives us how much it's going to cost to put a bioretention pond in. If we're still looking good like we are, then we're going to go to Van Buren and start telling them about our building. We do have to install sprinklers in the new, in the new building, regardless of how big we make it. It's a, it's a federal law. Uh, we just found this out. And so in the new design, you, there's a little room for the sprinkler room. Uh, but we just found out, Pastor Steve has someone in the family uh, on Lindsay's side that actually installs sprinklers in the buildings. And so, <laughs> I mean, this is how this is happening. We got brothers and, and sisters in our church with so many connections that do engineering, that do uh, aid, all kind of things. God's just bringing it together. And uh, the finances are coming in. And I'll just let you know, we took in over $11,000 last Sunday. Just, just boom. Uh, most of that went to the building fund. There was some that came in, a $5,000 check last week, $5,000 just to the building. And it was not a part of the pledge money. I just want you to see what's happening. In the middle of July, people are vacationing. To write a check out for $5,000 and give it to your church. I don't know who that was, by the way, and, and, and you guys know the policy here. I, I don't see a lot of the giving. I do see some of the online giving, but as pastor, I do not look at individuals giving here unless we're looking at leadership, deacons, and things like that. Then I'll ask Nick to print off a giving record because I believe if you're in leadership and you want to serve as a leader, you should be supporting the church that you're wanting to lead. Amen? But I, I prefer not to look at everyone's individual giving because when I'm up here preaching about finances or anything, I don't want to look at the congregation and say, I need to run this guy because he ain't given a dime. Or I better be nice to this family because they give X amount of dollars. Okay, that's how I do it. Pastors do different things in different ways. I know one pastor who, who, who sees totally goes, goes against that. He likes to look at everyone's giving, and I said, that's good for you. But I'm human. I like to have a clear conscience when I'm up here. So if I shake your hand like a regular Sunday and you just gave a big offering last Sunday and you're expecting me to hug you and pick you up and spin you around, that's why I haven't done it because I don't know what you've given. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love, I'm involved in a lot of your lives and that's what pastors do. But I, uh, when I get up here and preach, I want to be able to preach so you can say, 
I've heard people, some, some coming to my wife, did you tell Pastor Eddie what I just talked to you this week? Because he said exactly what I just was talking to you about this week. Or, or once, I've heard this so many times. You preached exactly what we were talking about on the way to church this morning. And I want you to know that's because I have a bug in, in your car. <laughs> I want you to know that's the Holy Spirit. Because you've got to believe the word. That's the only way it works in your life. And the enemy will try to taint that. He already knows that. He knew that or whatever. No, I don't. I'm not that smart, and I can't remember half of that stuff. So there's the physical side of the building. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Yeah. So uh, the grant, the Lasco, we applied for the Lasco grant. It opened as of 1st of July. This grant will pay for the new construction in the sanctuary only. Uh, which is still about five, six hundred thousand. That's most of the building program. Uh, the building fund is, is going to go to that sanctuary because it's uh, altogether it's uh, seventy thousand seven what seven hundred square no no it's seven thousand square foot yeah seven thousand square foot addition is what we're looking to do the the uh, portico here the connecting part and the, and the new addition seven thousand square foot that have put us at about uh, this is. 5,000 square foot, so do the math. That's what we'll have at our campus for River of Life. Amen. Isn't that good? Something else I was going to say. Uh, most of oh, the Lasco grant, uh, if, we, if we get it, um, we're, we're praying that we will. What's holding us up right now is they're asking what is the exact square footage and how much the building's going to cost and how much is the sanctuary going to cost. And our, uh, I just got this new drawing Friday from our architect. Um, and so I just called our, our contractor, who we haven't even officially hired yet, but this, uh, these people, uh, Seth and Sarah, his uh, administrative assistant, have been coming to our meetings, everything free of charge, and, so I, and, he's, and he's not charging us to do any of these things, but we're starting to make, we have to make a decision if we're going to hire this guy, and uh, we will let you know, the board and I make that decision. I'm not doing any of these decisions on my own. That's why you elected a board, and that's how we make these decisions. Big, big decisions. Uh, we will have a meeting, membership meeting, for you to decide so you, uh, what to do. So the first step's moving forward. We're going to move the, the electric pole that's behind us. We'll be, you'll be seeing that gone, uh, Lord willing, this summer. We may have to get rid of these pine. You're going to start seeing some changes on the property as we start moving forward because we've got green light. We haven't had any bad news yet. And especially if we get the Lasco grant, we, we could be breaking ground as early as spring. That, that soon. Um, I'm, I'm not predicting that. I'm by faith, I'm believing for that. If the finances continue to come in, AG Financial is where we're going to get a loan from. They are, they are just on board. They've seen the finances have doubled and almost tripled in the last five years. The membership has just doubled and just continued to grow. They are so excited at what God is doing. So... Isn't it exciting to be a part of it? That's why the enemy's fighting so hard, some of us. Do you see that? See that picnic? He hates that. He hates the fellowship, the happy, the smiling, and the blessing. And the, he hates what we're doing. But the Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Come on, somebody. Amen? So that's the, the physical side of what we're doing. And, and if I can just look at the scripture of what we read... Uh, I, I want to bring this and, and to show you that there are five functions that I just read to you in the early church uh, of what they practiced. We practice those here in our church, but with this new building, I'm going to show you how it's going to allow us to do what we're doing now even better. 
That's exactly why we're building this building is for souls. It's for people to give, that gave their hearts to the Lord. We want to see more souls. We want to see more families get ministered to. We want to, we want to see this community change for the better, for, for, for what God is doing. You know, I'm telling you, God is opening up so many doors to us. I, I read this in books of people who are changing their cities. And they say, pastors, you know, quit having the mindset of pastoring your church. Start having the mindset of pastoring your city. And God has been opening up those doors to our church uh, with me becoming the chaplain for Van Buren. I've been, I got a date where I'm going to be meeting with uh, our chief of police and another uh, senior chaplain from the Novi Police Department. We're meeting for coffee next week to start the training for myself to be in here, to be able to minister to the police and firefighters of Van Buren. Our church is going to be doing that. And uh, look what God is doing. It's, it's, It's amazing. This is all brand new to me. Uh, and so pray for your pastor. How many of you pray for me? Thank you. Thank you. Pray for my wife. Pray for my family. Pray for us. Because when you enter into a building program, the devil will spit every demon in hell out into this church. And so if we ain't praying together, we ain't going to make it together. These silly little things that the enemy puts into our minds and our hearts to drive wedges in between us is just an attack from the enemy. He's after our faith. So if you, as you look through these things, I just want to show you what we're going to be able to do. The first thing that the early church did, and again, we have all of these. Number one was worship. In verse 47, it says that they were praising God and having favor. How many know that worship brings the favor of God? Did you hear that? They were praising God and had favor with all men. Favor comes from God when we worship him. When we, what is worship? Worship is when it's simply an expression. I wrote a lot of this down. I want to stick to my notes this time. And we want to, uh, it, it's an expression of our love. And there's many different ways that we can express our love. The Bible tells us to, what, clap our hands. That's why we clap our hands at our church. We lift, our, we lift up our hands. In fact, the Bible actually calls out men specifically to, call, to raise our hands. I th- men, we need to worship God. And learn to worship God during church, during that time of service, to, to lift up holy hands, being not ashamed, not being embarrassed. That's simply an act of worship when we lift our hands to God. But we, the Bible tells us to praise God with a dance. How many of you like to dance? Come on. How many of you like to, I'm in church. Yes, you can dance in church. Come on. Thank you, Ennis. King David danced before the people, and he just busted the move. The Bible says he danced with all his might. How many's ever danced with all your might where you were sweating? You got to go BC days, don't you? You shouldn't have to be. God's better than the rattlesnake over here or what other place over here over there busting the move. For, you need to learn to do that in church. Isn't God good? You know, some of you men, well, I just don't worship that way. But when the Red Wings score, when the Lions score, when the Tigers score, when any other sports thing score, you're like, yeah! got the kid in your hand, popcorns all over the floor. God's better than football. I even said that. Now, come on. So worship him. And let me tell you something. Our kids are watching us, dads. Our kids are watching us, how we worship. 
I'll never forget watching my dad being a, a you know, very strong man and man's man and came from a, a large family of mainly all boys and all uncles and worked a, a, in the Ford Motor Company for all those years. And he was, you know, I'll never forget watching him come to church and lift his hands and even get emotional and, and, and hear him praise God with that voice. And, you know, you know men, men don't scream, men shout. Amen. And, and I think that's good. And, and, and we, need, we need to do more of that and be able to express our love. But, and that's what worship is. And either do it by clapping, by lifting our hands, by dancing, by bowing, by kneeling. So many different ways that we can worship God. But uh, the new building, man, I can't wait to be able to get in there. And I love all the, we are a very diverse church. You know, that, that's, that's, our, that's our motto, a church of his presence. His, his promises and all people. And I would love to be able to have room in our church to display that and, and express our worship with all the different cultures that we have. You ever been to a mission service of the Assemblies of God? I mean, they've got every nation represented and they dress in, in their culture and they worship that way. You go to Honduras on Sunday morning, they'll usher in these beautiful little children that's dressed in their little outfits with their little tambourines. And they're not up there performing, they're up there worshiping. And they're just praising God and how beautiful that. I don't know if we'll have that every Sunday over there, but it'd be nice to have, just have some room to worship God in the house of the Lord and not hear everybody else around me when you worship. Amen. Okay. Anyway, so I think that's awesome. And to be able to have room to have, watch this, conferences. We can have conferences, worship conferences, men's conference, women's conference, every conference, here a conference, there a conference. Miranda's been wanting to have a missions convention forever. We don't have the room here. We're just going to have it at Wayne County Community College. They've, they've been so gracious to us to allow us to use their room. But I love to have a missions convention here. Be able to do these things here. Bring Travis Green here. Come on, somebody. Amen. We have worship services here. And, and that we can experience these. When, when uh, Solomon built the new temple after they finished the construction, the Bible says the very first thing they did was have a worship service. All they did was just worship. I can't wait to have that dedication service, Brother Ennis, to be able to have, this is the dedication service, have three, 400 people in that sanctuary just worshiping God. Come on, somebody. You done had your coffee from our cafe? Come on, somebody. And worship God. And this is why I love it. The Bible says, as they begin to worship, the presence of God filled the tabernacle so that they could not even preach. They could not even minister. They could not even do anything. But fall down on their face and let the presence of God get in there and touch every life and heal and deliver and set people free. That's why we worship. Because when we worship, it brings the presence of God. That's why I worship at home. I start every morning worshiping God. Why? Because I need his presence every single day. Even when I get up at 3.30 in the morning and I drive my truck making deliveries, I worship God all morning, praising God. Especially if I had a rough day, I'd stop and take a break in the back of the Kroger parking lot. And my church would just, my little uh, truck was a church and just begin to worship. I've learned to do that because praise and worship, praise is a weapon. Man, I could talk all day on worship. Worship, worship, worship. But the new building is going to help us to worship even better. Number two is ministry. Verse 45, if you notice, it said, They sold their possessions and goods, and they divided them among everyone that had need. So as of tomorrow, we're going to... 
Now listen, our, that's more of a cultural reference, okay? In the first century, the culture was a little different. We may not be moving in with one another, okay? Nobody moving in. I got enough people at my house, amen. And uh, ain't nobody moving in, but uh, you know, um, so we're not going to be, you know, really moving in with one another and, and sharing it. But here's the point. They saw a need and they met the need. They, they met the need of one another, and we are doing that here at our church. I, I, I don't want to, you know, let you know what's happening because many, it's kind of private matter, but there are, I love seeing people in our church that maybe have a business or a talent or a skill, and someone else in our church have a need, and watch them hook up and end up blessing and, and fixing cars, right, Rafi, uh, uh, helping one another. I've, I've seen that happen here at our church so many, many times. That's what they did. We may not be able to do everything, but we can do something. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen? So, but they met each other's need. The, the ministry is simply getting involved and helping and working. If you look at our church, we are, we are stacked with volunteers. You're going to hear an announcement next Sunday. Miranda's going to tell us more about this one-day missions trip that we are going to partner with a whole bunch of other churches, Straight Gate International and DWO and all these, all these churches. I'm re- Life Challenge is going to be in it. Just about every church in this Down River community is going to be participating in a one-day event in September, and River of Life's going to be there as well. And so they're asking for volunteers from our church. And I tell me and Miranda had to sit down and stop and think. We said, well, because the whole church would probably show up. And that is an awesome thing. We had almost over 60 show up to March in the Strawberry Festival. 60 of us was out there just handing out water. People told us that from day one. I've never seen a church that has so many volunteers like that. To see that, that last Sunday night, the award ceremony, man, our river kids. How many serve on Sundays with the river kids? Amen. Just hold that hand up. Can you stand if you serve on Sundays at the River Kids? Can you just stand up? Amen. 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 Okay, stay standing. If you serve in Royal Rangers as a mentor or a helper in Royal Rangers, can you stand? If you serve in girls' ministry, can you you please stand? What did I miss? Youth? Worship team, are you? I mean, you're here Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Stand, worship team. Stand, media and sound. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't be hearing me no more. Sound gets no recognition unless it's too loud or too quiet. <laughs> this brother, if you saw him in 95 degree weather setting up for the picnic, I came here on that Saturday, and this brother, he's no spring chicken. I ain't picking on you, Dave, but you know that as well as I am. Drenched in sweat so we could have, make sure Life Challenge can minister to our people. But look around. Give everyone a hand. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Seeing Taylor up here. I don't want to embarrass her. She gets embarrassed real easy. And up here today, giving announcements with yourself. Now leading in Mom Connect, another new ministry. Just, just, just how many life group leaders? Yeah, how many life group leaders? I mean, we only got four this year, three or four, but potential life group leaders. How many would like to lead a life group next year? Raise your hand. Amen. Okay. Awesome. We want to, we're going to have, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Volunteers. But this building will be, able to, will be able to do that even better. As I said, on a Sunday, the River Kids will have all this middle section with their, you know, Felicia making the little construction boards that she puts downstairs for the theme of the month. Uh, we can have, we can utilize the, the digital side of it and let them be able to do that check-in kids and it'd be flowing, man. Everything we're doing now, we'll be able to do even better. 
had a board meeting upstairs, and I mean, you look and you got girls' ministry on this wall. You got this other ministry on this wall, and you got three ministries in every classroom up there. And, and it's, it's tough, but man, we'd be able to, wouldn't it be nice to have a kid's wing? Amen. Royal Rangers and girls ministry that they have this room. They can do this. We have a fellowship. Oh, I'll get to that in just a minute. Amen. Number three was evangelism. If you notice in verse 47, it says, and the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. People were simply coming to Christ. How many of you here have come to know Jesus Christ or rededicated your life? To Jesus Christ through river of life. Look at that. Can you stand real quick? Just come on. I just want you to stand. Give God some glory. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. You may be seated. I seen you back there. Roger came to my life group. I'm not a fan. I did the not a fan. His brother came said, I ain't going to, he just, his wife was, Cindy was telling him to come. So he just came. He was, and then he told me the first week, you know, don't expect much out of me. I'm just coming. Then a couple weeks later, he said, you know, I'm going to start coming to church, but I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> a little bit later, the brother of God gave his heart to the Lord, rededicated his life, got involved in ministry. Him and Don cut our grass every week, make us look good. He volunteers in, in the usher team. He's driven the van, even went to Israel last year. <laughs> Cried like a baby. He's crying probably right now. Amen. Because God has just did such a work on oh, a simple little life group. Love God. Look at God. Look at God. Cindy came for years praying for that heathen. <laughs> coming by herself. She'll tell you, coming by herself, wanting her husband to join her. And God was working on Roger for years. And now look at him sitting together, loving God. I can go on and on and on and on and on with what God's doing in your lives. Josh, got a new car. 99 Ford Escort. <laughs> You wouldn't believe what God's done in our family with the cars. I just don't have time to tell you that. That'd be another time. Amen. Evangelism. That coffee shop. Let me tell you about souls. That Miranda has got a degree in this when she was at Southeastern in Florida. Her and her professor, Professor Graves, who got saved at the Brownsville Revival. Yeah, she got a Holy Ghoster. Uh, her and Miranda planted a T-cell, teaching English as a second language coffee shop to the community there in Lakeland. It's flourishing to this day. They got 50 students enrolled for this fall. Thing is, is doing it. Let's do it here. What is that? That's when we're able to offer free language uh, lessons to learn English in our community. Uh, but it's faith-based. So they'll come learn English, but they're going to come learn Jesus English. And what about the coffee? How's it going to pay for itself? We happen to have a connection in Honduras. Got the best coffee. Oh, got the best coffee. Can I get some, can I get some amens on that coffee from Honduras? How about this? We go down there on a missions trip and be able to minister to the wonderful people of Honduras. And you're going to get more blessed than you, than you will, than they will. You will get blessed for going. And bring back suitcases filled with coffee. My, my one friend who's now in the law enforcement, he, saw, he said, I saw you going to Honduras, and I, I thought I would see you on. I almost got away with it. <laughs> Show where you get, they, people got caught smuggling drugs anyway, because I wasn't always a pastor. <laughs> Rafi got it. I said, no, brother, I, I'm in ministry. He goes, I know, I know, brother. But, but it's just, and then he starts saying, it's amazing what God's done in your life, that you're going down there now for legal reasons. Should I have not have said that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm real, man. I'm real. That's how I am. So, but to be able to offer a T-cell coffee shop free to the community, wouldn't that be awesome to do that? 
and our architect said, man, I'm putting those in churches more. He just put one in Tampa, a church, somebody got a church in Tampa. Uh, he's, he's put one of those in. He said, this thing is catching on, be able to operate it throughout the week. So not only on service times, but during the week, two or three times during the week, we would be able to have ministry here for that. It also will employ some folks that love to serve in coffee, cafe shops. Maybe we can do an internship program with our youth or something like that. But amen. Some of y'all adults would be in there. You can have me at coffee. Amen. I, I know. How about being able to do VBS and having some room to do VBS here? Yes. Hallelujah. We'd love to be able to have a foster care training uh, or support group here. One of our churches, and I'll give a shout out to them, Compel Church down here in Bedford, Pastor Nate, uh, after they built their building, something that they've been able to do is what they do is they take, they take students who are graduating high school that are in the foster care system who do not have a family to support them and give them a good graduation. He hosts the graduation just for them at his church. He said it ended up being one of the most tra- transforming ministries as far as the congregation and, and the community that he's ever seen. He'll have six, four, a couple of students graduating high school that are in the foster care system that may not have a lot of people there supporting them, but the church rallies around them and they put it out of the church and they march down the aisle. They get their diploma. And that's ministry. That's ministry. We had an opportunity to do that. They want to set up a training place to train future foster parents. They are asking, as we had in our foster care awareness Sunday, I brought you in in the loop on this. The state is asking help from churches. They never do that. That's how bad they need help in the foster care and adoption system. And I thank God for the people in our churches that are familiar, that are involved in that, man. But we'd be able to take that to another whole level. Police and fire appreciation luncheons. That would be awesome to be able to honor our men and women who serve and protect our community, come to River of Life, and we bless them with a free lunch. We've done that before. It's a lot of work in this little place, but it's awesome. I mean, on and on and on. Why? Because when, when your life is centered around stuff, your life gets boring. But when your life is centered around helping people, it would change your life. Jesus constantly went around interrupting people in the middle of their careers and called them. What did he say to the fishermen? Peter, he said, I want to make you now a fisher of men. He interrupted them from doing their careers and said, hey, you know, let me give you purpose for your money and your time and your energy. Let, let's, let's, let's use what you can do for the good, for the, for the furthering of the kingdom of God. Again, we're going to be doing that in that, that one-day missions trip in September. They're going to have medical people that, that have some medical experience. They're going to need your help to provide that care to the people that live in Detroit, haircuts, dental I mean, on and gro- they need like almost 200 people just to hand out groceries. And getting back to that, we don't know. We're probably going to lock in 40 or 50. And so when we're able to start opening that up next Sunday, be ready to sign up. And then Miranda and I and some of our leaders are going to go. Pastor John's going to go down to that, that leadership meeting and find out more about that. And, and it's going to be an awesome time in the fall. Number four is fellowship. Verse uh, 46. Now, we know about fellowship. It said they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I love that. You know, you can't enjoy your meal if you're not getting along with the people sitting at the meal, right? You ever experienced that? Some of y'all say, that's holidays for me every year. You know what I'm saying? A good holiday for me, Pastor Eddie, is when the police ain't called. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. If that's you, just, just fake it and go, I don't know what he's talking about. Hey, woo, it's quiet. Amen. <laughs> I'll say that different at the 1130 service. Anyway, so... It's real life, but, um, but they were able to enjoy one another. And, uh, but I, I want you to see this. Church is not supposed to be a place where you just come and visit. 
Let me say that again. It's not supposed to be a place where you just come and visit. There was a spirit of fellowship in that church. They went house to house daily, hanging out with one another, getting on one another's nerves, getting even, it's like family don't get along sometimes. Family gets on one another's nerves, misunderstandings. That's going to happen in the church body. Don't, like my dad said last Sunday during a communion, that was so spot on. So many people get so offended and, and upset. Don't let that happen. You do that in families, right? That's for somebody because that's not in my notes. So anyway, amen. So don't allow that to happen. But uh, Chick-fil-A, how many ever been to Chick-fil-A? Amen. God's favorite fast food place. Amen. What sticks out to me is not only their good chicken, amen, but their service. You ever see how fast they get you through there, and you just go in, and man, they're just like smiling, and, all, and, 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 and even if, they, if you say thank you, they won't say you're welcome. What do they say? <laughs> yes, they say my pleasure. It's like, now why do they do this for the money? Really? Minimum wage is going to make you act like that? No. You know why they do that? Because they know they're a part of something bigger than themselves. They take Sundays off. They, they know they're a part of something bigger than themselves, and they're wanting to help people. That's a spirit of fellowship. And we had that in our church. Our, we had a missionary here a couple of Wednesdays ago, Randy Merriman. He just said, on a Wednesday night, he said, wow, what a turnout. And he said, look how people are just hanging out talking. And then we went into the, I said, brother, that's like that all the time. We went into the parking lot, and y'all are sitting out in the parking lot just talking. He said, look at this. He said, I can't, I pastored for nine years at my church. He said, I could not get folks to do this. When I told our architect about the coffee shop, he goes, oh, yeah, that's what a lot of churches are doing that also. So it caused people to hang out after church and get to know one another. Because a lot of people start saying, I just can't meet friends, but they won't meet one another. They come at 930 and leave at 1130. You got to be intentional sometimes. Amen. Go to that life group. Get out of your comfort zone. So some churches are being intentional by installing these coffee shops to make you fellowship more. I said, brother, we have no problem with that. We'd have to shut it down early and flick their lights. Sometimes we do that. And say, you don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here. Amen. Don's got to go home. Mary Ban and, and Barney will be locking up at the 1130 service. And amen. We're locking doors. Amen. And turning lights off. and Go home. Amen. Try to get home. But I love it. It's, it's when we love one another, being in one another's presence and talking. And you, we miss out when we don't fellowship with one another. I love our life groups, man. This life group, man, we hang out for 15 minutes just talking before we even start that. Start just, just hanging out, fellowshipping, man. Thursday night, we had our first time ever barbecue for just our deacons and trustees, because this is the first time we've had trustees and their wives. And I told them, there's no agenda here. Nick, don't read the report from last month. We're here to hang out. And we did. And they played the little game. And we ended up, people were coming to me and so many saying, thank you for doing that. And every ministry has that. The worship team does that for Christmas. I don't know where you're going to have it this year, brother. Bill, your house ain't that big, brother. I don't think you're going to have it there. But the girls' ministry meet and have connections. Royal Rangers and all these ministries. It's, it's fellowship. That's what we, and we can, well, here's my whole point. In the new building, we'll have a fellowship area. Yes, amen. May not hold all of us, but we'll be able to have a, a men's fellowship, a women's fellowship, and all of that kind of stuff, amen. Lastly was discipleship. Verse 42, it says, they continued earnestly in the apostles' doctrine. In other words, this is where you find your purpose and your calling. And you do that by volunteering, you, by getting, that you do that by getting involved in ministry. 
You, you get involved and you start serving here and you stay there until God moves you. And that's how you find your way through ministry. Some people love and, and just stay with the kids their whole life. I've had several tell me that's, I'm called to that. We've got some new ones that are joining in with the river kids uh, at the end of summer. That's awesome. Wh- whatever. People were coming to Steve and asking about Royal Rangers and on and on and on. We're going to need some help with the youth. The youth got 11 more students. We've got over 30 kids now in the youth ministry. Amen? It's awesome. Pastor Steve and I, we've been talking about having a fine arts here. Fine arts is where young people can compete and use their talents. And it's like a talent show, but it's not like that. And, and, and scholarships for college are, are uh, available for students. And they compete with all the... We have 200 and some churches in, in Michigan that belong to the Assemblies of God. And every two years, they travel to either California or Florida for the Fine Arts Festival, the big show. And I've been to those. And it's 1,000, 30,000 people in there. And on the stage is these kids performing their musical gifts, their dramas, their whoever made it to nationals. I mean, it's an awesome, awesome ministry. But we need some help to do that. We need some I would love to do that. Go see Pastor Steve. Amen. <laughs> but ministry... So let me close with this. So one thing that we're going to do launching this fall is our ministry that we're going to call ETS, Equipping the Saints Leadership Training. We're going to launch that this fall. My dad, my brother, and myself, we've been meeting. We got the curriculum together. It's going to be an eight-week course, and it's simply going to be for those that uh, are sensing a call to ministry or desire to be trained for church leadership. That's anyone that says, you know what, I'm sensing a call to ministry, whether full-time as a pastor or say, or not. I may not be a full-time pastor, but I feel like I want to I get involved in leadership. The Bible says those who desire to be in leadership desire a good thing. It says that in Timothy. Well, we want to train you and show you how to do that. This is gonna, a, lot, a lot of this is going to be character development. Because I got pe- people come to our church and they lay down their credentials or they say, I've done this and I've been there and I've done that. And they've been trained and it's kind of like, okay, well, before you put someone in leadership, you got to make sure the character's there. You got to make sure that they've, they've kind of, they've been trained right and they've learned how to do it. So we're going to do it ourselves. The goal and the vision for the church is to plant several churches. I would love to plant other churches. I'm not going to stick anybody in there. I'm not going to set you up to fail. Someone who's been proven and tested and been trained so we need to be equipping the saints. That's what my job is in Ephesians, is not to just get up here and entertain you, but it's to equip you to do the work of the ministry. That's what my job is. Amen. Sister, thank you. Amen. That's what, I'm, that's what my, Pastor Steve and I, we are to find your calling. And if you, just on this worship team alone, there's potential worship leaders on this team. Have you seen them coming up? Just gifted, anointed, talented. Well, good, because Pastor Steve's getting older. But really, he's doing a lot more. He's moving in the administrative role. He's our assistant pastor. I'm using him for everything. So we need some others. I mean, so we need to equip some, tra- as the church grows, the leadership has to grow. I can't do all this myself. If you look in chapter 6, after they grew, people begin to complain because they felt neglected. That's in chapter 6. People say, I, I, I liked it when it used to be because pastor would spend five minutes with me, and now he barely shakes my hand, you know, whatever. Probably shouldn't have said that either. Amen. <laughs> That's why you need to pray for me, amen? This is my best gift, and it's a cursing too, amen? So they got more leaders on board to help with the growth of the church. Because, man, all I want to do is see you grow in your faith and make it and make it. We all got issues. We need to grow together, amen? 
And so we're going to be kicking that off. Open registra registration for this will be open. It's going to be free. And we're going to be probably looking at Sunday nights to do this. And if you're going to be a potential life group leader, you need to jump in. And it's just going to be a really good time for you to learn a little bit more how we were trained, how we were brought up, what the Bible are. We got some things from the Berean School of the Bible that we're going to implement. It's going to be good stuff for us to go through. Amen? So that's my message for today. Amen? Amen. Can we all stand? Yes, amen. A little different today, but that's better than having a meeting. Amen. I got it all out and let you know where we are. Continue to pray for us. As I said, we're going to go now to back to Wayne County. And uh, after Frank finishes all that drawing, and he just so happens to work for an architect program engineering company that's able to do the renderings and things. Just so happens. And uh, you're going to hear a lot of that just so happens. <laughs> Seriously. Amen. Can we do something that I don't like to do, but I like to do? What? Hold hands. Yeah, come on, hold hands. No, yeah, please now. Go make it quick. Reach across the aisle. We are the church. Come on, we got to stay together, River of Life. We got to stay together. Look around this church. I love it. Look at it. Look at all the people. All got issues. We don't know one another real good. We don't you know. Not yet, but we're all the same church. We're all the same family. We got to keep this unity. We got to keep that early church spirit of fellowship in there. Keep the enemy out. My first ministry was at well, evangelism, and I went, and they were all college kids, and I was 25, so I kind of fit in with the age group. And we got in, and they said, I'm going to hold hands. And there was like six of us, and I hate holding hands. I was brand new off the street. I held hands, and this guy went like this. Not like this. I was okay with like this or like this. This brother went like that. I looked over, and I said, I don't know you that good, you know. And this is what he said. He said, we do it like this to keep the devil out. I was like, that's either weird and cool at the same time. So if you want to do that, you can go right ahead. But I don't know. Some of you might be like, I'm just staying like this, Pastor. <laughs> Hurry up. I know I am. Father, Lord, we don't want to just rush past this moment. I remember when there was just a handful of people in this one little building. Believe in God for one day of what we're talking about today. <laughs> Jesus, you're so good. Father, we're imperfect. We're, we've got our issues. And you still have chosen us to put your treasure in. Some of us are hurting this morning. We got all kinds of problems going on. But Father, we're latched on to someone who may have been through it already. And if they can make it, I can get encouraged and inspired today that I can make it. And the other person, on the other hand, is going to help me get through it. They're my brother and my sister. Father, I pray a spirit of unity be on this church as it was in that first century in Acts chapter 2. Strengthen and encourage every one of our brothers and sisters. Bind us together, Lord, in spirit. Let us have each other's back. Lord, let, let us talk only good of one another and not of evil. Let us only build one another up and not tear down. Let us overlook flaws and imperfections to look right at the work of Christ that you're doing in every single one of us. Because we are the church. I pray that blessing upon your people, our people today. Let us have a great Sunday, a great week. Let your favor go with us. Let us walk in the fear of the Lord and in the favor of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. 
River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. 